Hello. Hello. Welcome back to uh, the podcast. You know, again, even though it's been quite a uh, while, but anyway, uh, March Madness coming around the corner. So uh, I got Miles over here and we're going to talk a little bit March Madness. So, uh, Miles, you want to take it away? I mean, yeah, it's it's looking like a great year this year. Uh, a lot, a lot of different possibilities and what you could go for in your bracket. I think we should just start with uh, the one seeds, looking at like who's who's the best of those, and we can go from there. So, what what do you, what do you think? Uh, I mean, out of all those one seeds, I think the best team that could possibly make a run is Houston. Yeah, uh, I fully agree with that. Houston has a lot of experience. Uh, twenty twenty Final Four. I think they were second or third round team last year, which isn't great, but also isn't horrible. Uh, I think this is definitely the year for the Cougars. If they're going to make their uh, Final Four run and possibly win it all, I think this is definitely the year for the Cougars. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, two years ago when they were a two seed, I uh, I had them going to the Final Four. I got three out of the four Final Four correct. I'm really I'm still proud of that to this day. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been faithful with Houston the past couple years. So they're definitely going to be at the top of my brackets in a lot of them. And also, I want to I wanna address, uh, people say that Alabama is number one overall. And I could see that because Alabama is in the SEC, which is the best division right now in basketball. If they're number one coming out of that, that does say a lot. Um, but what do, you, what do you think about that? Mm, well, two major things there. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're the best basketball conference out there right now. The other thing is, from what I've seen, uh, Alabama has been a little bit inconsistent at times this season. Now, obviously, if you're a number one team, like you're going to get upset, and especially again, like the SEC is a really good basketball conference. Again, I wouldn't quite call it the best. I think the Big Ten would have a claim to that one, but I definitely think that Alabama is good as a. I don't really necessarily see them as a one seed. Maybe more as a two or a three. Uh, I think they're still riding Brandon Miller a little bit and just his abilities, but, I mean, you're going to ride your best players all the way. So, okay. I mean, I definitely think that they'll have a chance to make a run, but, yeah. So, going off of the Big Ten that you mentioned, are you – would you say that because of that Purdue a big choice in the bracket? I do definitely think – here's the thing with Purdue is Purdue is obviously a good team because they've been, like, number one for most of the season. Uh, I can't big- remember a year when they've not been good. Yeah, no, Purdue basketball. It, it's just one of those schools that you're going to see make the tournament almost every like single year. Uh, yeah. Last time they really put together a run was the 2019 season where they lost, and it was either the Elite Eight or the Final Four. But I know that they lost to uh, Virginia that year. I think it was in the Elite Eight. That was really the last time that they've made a big run. Uh, obviously, for Purdue, everything's going to be on the back of Zach Eady. Uh, I mean, nothing like that. Like, I guess it hasn't changed this season. Uh, the only issue that I see with Purdue is, again, you're going to have to ride Zach Eady all the way. Not to say Purdue doesn't have weapons. You got uh, Jenkins on the outside. You have Ethan Morton, who's just going to lock down pretty much whoever he's guarding. So Purdue has pieces, but I feel like for them, if Zach Eady has an off game or if a team can find someone who can guard Zach Eady, I think Purdue is going to go down. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a Cinderella team, though, that Purdue would have to face, I believe, is Memphis. 
And then yes. I've been going back on fourth on who who I think will win that second round game. Uh, and then in the end, I actually pulled out on Memphis. Dude. Yeah, uh, I have Memphis in my final four as well. Wow. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to make a run. They're an eight seed. I think they're a little bit uh, underranked to what they should be. I think they should be more of a five or a six seed. Um, and that's just – they beat Houston the other day. Granite Houston is out uh, – Marcus Sasser, Sasser, I think, with a uh, strained groin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, still they beat Houston by ten, and the first time they played Houston, they uh, they only lost by two, and it was because some kid from Houston hit a like actual buzzer beater. Um, so I definitely think Memphis can make a run. I think Penny Hardaway has done wonders for this program, and I think it's definitely a program to keep your eye on. If they don't make a run this year, uh, watch out for this Memphis team in the next five years. I think they're going to be really good. Yeah, that's a it's probably the biggest underrated team you can find on the bracket this year and uh i in that division i uh have duke winning it and going to the final four um but i am struggling on if they're going to beat memphis it's, it's something that i've been definitely thinking about um but duke is an outstanding team this year they've been dominating their their conference and i mean it's hard to not see them go far in the bracket i mean again it's it's a Duke blue devils basketball team so you never really count them out uh you won the ACC with your first year uh, under John Shire. Uh, obviously, since Mike Krzyzewski's gone. I do think, though, that Duke, again, has been a little bit inconsistent this season. Um, so we had a lot of the blue blood traditional schools. You saw, like, really just underperform this season, especially the teams like North Carolina and even Kentucky to a point. Uh, I mean, obviously, now they're like, I think they're calling for John Calipari's retirement or, like, resignation or something mm-hmm. but never really can count a blue blood out of it the thing with me for this duke team is it's not as talented as duke teams that we've seen in the past which i know they hear that like a lot but i definitely feel like yeah they could make a run but i feel like when it comes to duke even when they have great teams like you take a look at the zion williamson rj barrett team like that team lost in the elite eight that's true yeah so, uh, I mean, yeah, this this Eastern Conference here on the bracket has been I've been I've been riding the struggle bus on this one. I can't I can't find the actual good positive team to come out of it. But in the end, I chose Duke, and I uh, still I'm still deciding. Um, Marquette is also a a really good uh, possibility. We talked about Memphis, Tennessee, maybe I don't know. Tennessee has been pretty inconsistent the past couple of years. And I don't know if this year's their best offensive line, but it, it'll be interesting to see what Tennessee does. It definitely will be again, though. That's just another team that you can't always count on them. Yeah. Again, they've been a little bit spotty this season. Uh, again, though, like that's the beauty of March madness is you can never really say that a team is out of it. Yeah. Is it is it valid if I say I'm having Houston win it all? That that's what that, I'm positive on that. Is it valid to say that they're going to play Duke in the championship game, or do you think that's not going to happen? Uh, I do think that that is valid. Um, I could yeah. definitely again see Duke making a run for it. I don't necessarily think that it will happen, but again, 
it's something to keep your eye on. It's definitely something that is a legitimate possibility. Yeah. So, obviously, the best part of March Madness is the upsets. So, we've already talked about a Cinderella team in uh, Memphis. Uh, any other Cinderella teams that you see on the watch list or teams that you think could make a major upset and make a run? So glad you asked. The big, the big one that I am seeing is, I mean, in terms of first round upsets, I would, I could, I could see Drake over Miami, which is a twelve over a five. I, I could see that. Um, I could, and then moving on into other, into other rounds, I could see Creighton, a number six in the Elite Eight. I think that Creighton's going to be a really good team. I also have UConn in the Final Four. Those are just a lot of lot of upsets that I'm seeing. Um, those are big ones. What about you? Uh, you're gonna fight me on this one a little bit. I think Oral Roberts has a legitimate shot to upset Duke in round one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But just looking back, Duke's in the SEC. ACC. Pretty, what? ACC. I mean ACC. Sorry, ACC, and they've historically been a really good conference. Not as much this year, but I don't know. Duke's just been pretty dominating this year, and I. I see what you're saying about this, and I know uh, this is definitely a difficult decision for you in your bracket, but the reason I have uh, Oral Roberts beating this Duke basketball team is Oral Roberts, like when you think of them, you think of their 2020 run as a 15 seed to the uh, Sweet 16, yeah. and you, they still have their star player from that run in Max Abmus. My bracket was ruined that year because I had Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I could see Oral Roberts upsetting Duke, which would be a 12 over a 5. Uh, another major upset I could see happening, I could see Grand Canyon beating Gonzaga. Really? Yeah, that would be a 14 seed beating a 3 seed. Yeah. But, I mean, Gonzaga, again, they're in a super weak conference. Um, anything could happen in that game. I do feel like Grand Canyon doesn't get enough credit for their basketball team, but I think that's a legitimate upset. And I also think that uh, VCU, who's a 12 seed, could beat St. Mary's as a 5 seed. Um, just another a, just another situation where I feel like one team is underranked and one team is overranked. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I've officially made a switch. I'm not, I'm not going as far to put Oral Roberts over Duke, but just in case, I'm not having them in my Final Four. Definitely not my championship game anymore. I'm, pu- I'm putting Memphis beating Duke in the Sweet 16, and then I got Memphis and Marquette in the Elite Eight, which is not what I want to see because I don't like either of those teams in the Final Four. <laughs> but that's what I'm stuck with. So I, Do you think I should put Marquette in the Final Four? Uh, I think Marquette could be a real shot for the Final Four. Uh, they I mean they won the Big East. The Big East doesn't get enough credit for being a conference that it is. Uh, I remember back in the old days, it used to be the like premier conference. But when you look at uh, even when you look at Marquette's side of the bracket, it's looking like a pretty easy side. You beat Vermont. You play Michigan State or USC. They could easily win that. Then from there, they would either play Montana State, Kansas State, another matchup with Providence, or even Kentucky. Then from there, I mean, it's just anybody's game in that part of the division. So I do think Marquette can make a big run. 
So if I put Marquette in the Final Four, and then they're going to be playing Alabama for the championship game, would you do you think that they would beat Alabama and it would be Marquette and Houston? Does that seem possible? I do actually see that. I think that that is possible. And again, I think that that's a legitimate possibility. I think it could happen. All right, then. Well, that is a big switch in my bracket. I should not be giving away all these secrets before Thursday, but I mean, that's what you got to do for the podcast listeners. Exactly. For all uh, two of you out there. Yeah. Um, so this isn't really a question normally asked, but if there is going to be one one seed that is going to lose this season, who's it going to be? The one one seed to lose the season. Uh, are you talking about first round or just? Just first round. Yeah. Who do you think? I mean, obviously, there's like a zero point zero zero one percent chance yeah. of this happening. But if there were to be a sixteen beating a one, I would probably give it to Kansas. Howard beating them. That was actually my thought exactly. Yeah. At Kansas has been a little bit spotty again, a little bit inconsistent this season. Sorry, sorry about that, Graham Nash. <laughs> I'm sure he's he's not too happy about that and. Again, I don't know if Howard's like this great basketball team, but I think they would match up well with Kansas. Kansas, uh, I, I could, I think that's definitely the one seed that could blow it first round. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, another team that I think can make a run that people don't give enough credit here, and I know you're about to bash me for this one. I could see Penn State making a real run. Yeah. Add I mean, on to that. If you look at their bracket. I mean, obviously, it's going to be, like, a hard run to make. But first-round game is Texas A&M. Texas A&M got blown out by Alabama. And, I, I mean, Jalen Pickett, if you look at his stats for the season, you got this 6'4 point guard who's, like, averaging 17 points a game, seven assists, and seven rebounds, which is just insane. First-team All-Big Ten. Uh, I think he's an All-American as well. Unanimous first-team All-Ten. I don't know if Texas A&M can match them, and same with Texas. Uh, Penn State's a three-point shooting team. The Big 12 is all about defense and grinding games out. I don't think any of these uh, Big 12 teams could handle Penn State, which would that would put them in the Sweet 16, and from there they would play either uh, Xavier, Iowa State, and then depending on that, whoever wins the Mississippi State pick game, winner of that will play Iowa State, which yeah. would – lead for I think Penn State could be a sleeper in this bracket I think they could definitely make a a lead eight I think best case scenario is you know they get a final four run uh I mean I have them winning in my first round against A&M but I have them stop at Texas I just I don't see that happening honestly like I know you want it to happen you're an avid Penn State fan but (laughs) and I have them winning it all in my bracket okay like, I, I have a lot of upsets in my bracket, but that doesn't mean I'm just going to go dilly-dallying having a 10-seed <laughs> Penn State beating 2-seed Texas. No, I think Texas is overranked. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're a great team either. I have them losing to uh, Xavier, I think. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, I do want to share this one thing. Uh Probably my favorite research website for March Madness. Ken, Ken Palm. Palm. Ken Palm is a great website. Uh, you've probably heard me <laughs> go on about Ken Palm. I yeah, Ken last Palm. last year, folks, when uh, St. Peter's is making their big run, Miles isn't shocked, and you know why? Because Ken Palm has them ranked as a four. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ken Palm led me, uh, I think it was two years ago, uh, number eight, Loyola, Chicago, and number one, Illinois. Loyola, Chicago beat Illinois. I predicted that only person in my league. Do you know why? Ken Palm. Ken Palm. That's why. They 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 said that they he was right. It was ranked like number seven, uh, and and I I just, I just Ken Palm has a great history. They they're re- he's really accurate. But this is the rankings for this year, which I found interesting. Number one is Houston. Num- number two is UCLA, which I feel like UCLA. It's a great team, but they've been lacking talent this year, and I don't see how UCLA is the number two overall for Ken Palm. Uh, I mean, if you look at their track record this season, it's been like pretty good obviously they made that uh, Pac-12 championship run they lost in the finals by two to a uh, good Arizona team who again could make a run this tournament Uh, I think UCLA like you said it's missing that like uh, that like star player the one that everybody talks about that you normally have with the UCLA team that makes a run like that last UCLA team who has an 11 seed made the final four uh, led by Johnny Juzang yeah, uh, and obviously he's gone now. They have that one guy. It's like Jamie, like Jacquez or something. He's been pretty solid for them all season. He's definitely their best player. Uh, he's definitely been gaining recognition from the media lately. But yeah, I mean they don't have that star power that you normally see. Just more of a nitty gritty type of team. That's uh, they're just gonna grind out the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Ken Palm is accurate, but they've had some bad, some bad mistakes. So I'm not gonna trust this UCLA one just because I'm just completely against my conscience. But like for example, last year, or maybe two years ago, I can't remember. I was on the phone with my brother Strider. He was like, "Miles, St. Mary's. I think they're a five seed. They're gonna. They've they've been absolutely outstanding, beating some crazy teams. They're in my Final Four, possibly my championship game. You gotta have them going far." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. I'm gonna look at Ken Palm on that." Sure enough, Ken Palm ranks them pretty high. And then I'm pretty sure St. Mary's lost in the first round, and that destroyed my bracket. And I was pretty pretty disappointed. So I'm not trying to be too reliant on uh, on Ken Palm, but uh, it's definitely a great great research website to do. So recommend that to all podcast listeners. All two of you, if you get a perfect bracket, you owe Miles. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ken Palm, Ken Palm ranks number three and four. You got Alabama, and then UConn, uh, number four seed. And that's why I have UConn in my final four, which I could easily see. That's the beauty of March. Yeah. It's uh, anyway. For the moment that everybody's been waiting for, Miles and I's uh, final four predictions. So, uh, let's hear it. You want me to start? Yeah. All right. Final four predictions. Miles Frank, if I get a perfect bracket, you guys are the first witnesses. <laughs> we got number one, Alabama. We got number two, seeded Marquette. We got number one, seeded Houston. And we got number four, seeded UConn. Marquette will be Alabama, as we just discussed, and Houston will be UConn, and then Houston winning in the national championship game. Uh, only thing I have against it is, again, just the Alabama part of that. Uh, I just don't know how consistent Alabama is. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to trust them. I think Sweet 16 maybe, but I just don't see it happening. So who do you have as opposed, Arizona or 
Virginia? Yeah, actually, I would take Arizona. The Pac-12 is a basketball conference. I know everybody loves to make fun of the Pac-12 for what it is. But for basketball, the Pac-12, uh, it's hard to get better than the Pac-12. I think they'll make a run. Uh, I think Arizona is a legitimate threat to Alabama. If a team can find out a way to shut down Brandon Miller, then Alabama's going to lose, and it's just as simple as that. Here's the thing, though. I got Creighton in my Elite Eight, and Arizona will have to be Creighton in the Sweet 16. Here again, another Big East team that always has the potential to make a run. Creighton is a we, – we, I forgot about Creighton. Creighton, podcast listeners, Creighton, big sleeper this year. Choose Creighton to go far. Yeah. Um, so moving on to my final four, I'm taking uh, – I am actually going to take Creighton. I think Creighton's going to make the run. I think Creighton's a hard team to stop. I think they'll match up well with most of these teams that they're playing. So I got Creighton. Uh, I'm taking Memphis. I think Memphis is going to shock everybody, and I think they're going to make a big run. Again, they're going to be a tough team to stop. You're coming off a AAC championship. I think they're going to be flying high. I think that they're going to make a run. Got two big upsets already, a six and an eight in the final four. Well, I'm about to take another six. I got TCU. TCU. Can you explain on that? TCU, I forgot to mention this. They're a big, big, big big-time sleeper. I've watched a lot of their games this season. Uh, TCU is led by Mike Miles, who, if you look at all of their losses lately, uh, it's all been when Mike Miles has been out. When Mike Miles is in for the Horned Frogs, they are a dangerous, dangerous team coming from the Big 12 which I would put for top three basketball conferences in the United States. Uh, the Horn Frogs are definitely going to be a legitimate threat. I think they're going to make a run. Will they win it? Not necessarily, but I think that TC is going to make a run. Uh, so for the Midwest, I really want to say Penn State. I, I don't think they'll make the run. I think it'll be Houston, like I said before. Uh, I don't see anybody stopping Houston right now. If Marcus Sasser gets back, from uh, his injury, full recovery, I think Houston will be a tough team to stop. So that leaves me with TCU versus Houston and uh, Memphis versus Creighton. So I think out of Memphis and Creighton, I think Memphis will take that one. Uh, I think from Houston and TCU, I think Houston takes that one. And I think overall champion, I think the Cougars get the – I think Cougars, I think Houston. Yeah. I, I don't think Memphis will be able to stop them with Marcus Sasser back. It'll be a good game. Uh, like I said before, when they had Marcus Sasser, it was down to the wire, very, very end. I, I just don't see them competing a third time with Houston. If they do, then great. But uh, just like you said, I think Houston, I think this is the year for the Cougars. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I, li- I like all that. I uh, I think you forgot to you, – you got UConn and TCU in the Elite Eight, or is it Kansas? Uh, I think UConn would probably yeah. go to the Elite Eight in that situation. In that matchup, like, I'm just going to choose UConn because UConn is – Ken Palm, Ken Palm, UConn's <laughs> number three. Uh, again, Adam Sedango. Adam Sedango is one of the most underrated forwards in the country. He's a big, big man. He's a very athletic man. Classic Big 12 guy. Yeah. Big East, my bad. 
Yeah, and uh, I was gonna say, um, yeah, but oh, I I might be wrong. I'm actually gonna look it up right now. But you got Memphis, uh, in the championship game, and they're uh, eight seed. Eight seed. Yeah, it would uh, tie. Well, it wouldn't tie the highest uh, seed to ever play in a national championship, but it would tie the highest seed to ever win a national championship, which was, I think, and I could be wrong on the date here, but the 1979 Villanova Wildcats as an eight seed would end up beating a number one Georgetown led by um, Patrick Ewing. Yeah, and... uh so that's an 18. That's the exact seed. Villanova in 1985 won the won the whole tournament as an eight seed, and that was the lowest seeded team to ever win. And so you're you're pushing you're pushing the record there. I, I think it could happen again. Memphis is a thing that you kind of see them nowadays. Is teams are so over and under ranked in March Madness, uh, which goes back, and this is going to be kind of controversial, I think, but it goes back to Vegas because these college teams make so much money off of sports betting and the NCAA in general. So why not skew rankings and, you know, make a little bit of money off these people's bets? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, well, guys, one of us, one of the t- two people here are going to get a perfect bracket. And <laughs> I mean, Sam's got TCU, Houston, Creighton, and Memphis in the Final Four. I got Alabama, Marquette, Houston, and UConn. So I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have the perfect bracket, but we'll see. We'll see who gets it. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. I picked like all higher seeds except for Houston. You yeah. picked like all the uh, lower seeds. You've picked all ones, threes, and no, I got, I got, I got two ones and then a two and a four. Yeah, your mine's probably more like I don't know the word wishful, I guess, but I could definitely see. Uh, all these teams making a run, and uh, watch out for the Howard Bison sleeper. Yeah, Howard's making a run. And uh, I mean, my rule of thumb is when picking a bracket is always have two two teams, two number one seeds in the final four, because that's usually what happens. You don't you don't see two or less. You don't see one or less. I don't know. I mean, yeah, and I just have a little bit of trouble trusting the rankings, which is why, like you said, Ken Palm. Ken Palm is just a great website to use. So for those two bracket builders out there listening to this podcast, Ken Palm. Ken Palm. Uh, one last team that I think we is necessary to address is St. Mary's. Uh, I just talked about them from a couple years ago, but on Ken Palm, they are ranked the best five seed at number 11. And uh, they are... Uh, I mean, I don't know. They could they could have a potential running in the in the bracket. They could just again. They lost by like ten to Gonzaga in the Big West semifinals. Yeah. Again, granted, it's Gonzaga, but it's also the Big West, and the Big West is not a great conference. Yeah, man, I just. Gonzaga is just such an unlucky team. They just will never win. I feel like, like, like two years ago they were the absolute bandwagon. Like they're gonna win. Drew Timothy, he, he was on their team. They are gonna win, and then they lose to Baylor in the f- national championship. Hey, I, that's by general rule of thumb, right there. Is never pick Gonzaga to win at all. Yeah, Gonzaga's just not the team. Never conference is too weak. 
and they're always going to be a one or two or a three seed. Again, the yeah, conference I, is it's skewed. It's just so skewed. Yeah. Like, they've been a one seed a lot of years. They've been two and three seeds pretty much every other year. And it, they always, you know, go maybe to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight and occasionally to the Final Four, but they never win. They have they haven't won in a while. They've never won at all. They haven't won at all? Mm-mm. Really? That's crazy. And they've been really good, apparently, every year to the bracket. That's that's definitely something that we should uh, – man. I think the title of this podcast needs to be Don't Choose Gonzaga Ever. Yeah. The title of the podcast is Don't Choose Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Um, if they win this year, then I am officially resigning as a podcast host. <laughs> I said everything wrong. Um, but yeah, do you have any other uh, points you want to make? Any other Cinderella teams? Uh, not or really. Just... All those teams that we said, keep an eye out for them, and especially those Nittany Lions. Yeah. Uh, Pitt, the Pitt game, that they're going to play, what, Mississippi State? Yep. I mean, going to that game, us two, uh, watching Federico, Federico <laughs> play in the paint, they might they might be at Mississippi State and, and go on to beat Iowa State. You never know. And, and then we get to Penn State versus Pitt Elite Eight. Oh, yeah. Big game. The dream matchup. The 10 versus the 11. Yeah. Actually, though, who wouldn't want to pit Penn State Elite Eight? I mean, we want a lot of things, but I'm trying to choose what <laughs> I think will happen, not what I want to happen. <laughs> but, uh, uh, oh, I know this doesn't make a huge difference, but I think it will this year. Another reason to choose the Cougar, the Cougars to uh, win the whole thing is the Final Four is in Houston, Texas this year. True, home court. And that advantage. makes a that makes a difference. Yeah, playing on your home court. Well, although There's, I, well, no, they'll play at uh, the Rockets Arena. Well, your your home city, yeah. Yeah, but, the only issue though is I'm pretty sure they give out like an equal number of tickets to um each school. But how how would they know? Uh, I'm not sure because I guess you have the Houston people who live in Houston yeah, and cheer for the University fans. of Houston and in their brackets. Not in their brackets. Sorry, but they probably like pre-bought tickets or whatever. Yeah. Well. Well, if you made it this far into the podcast, all 30 <laughs> minutes and 54 seconds, then congrats, because I don't expect anybody to listen this far. <laughs> don't get uh, your dreams up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to make one after the final four, going over our brackets and how they went. Yeah, how we were dead wrong. <laughs> how uh, somehow I got a 100% of my bracket, and I get Warren Buffett's money. And Yeah, you're driving the new Nissan Endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> And Miles got the first ever zero in his bracket because turns out he flipped a coin for each of his games. Getting a zero on a bracket is hard, <laughs> just as hard as getting a hundred on a bracket. I'm gonna just go out there and make a bracket and just try to get a zero. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have like an outro theme song? No, I only have an intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you, uh, podcast listeners. My name is Miles Frank. 
uh, goodbye. Leader of the greatest band in this side of Pennsylvania. And who knows approximately two facts about the NBA and a little bit more about NCAA. <laughs> Yet somehow he's on the podcast. Because <laughs> no one else will do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you. Goodbye. Yep. Peace.